This is the Empower Moms podcast with Alex and Chantel. <laughs> Welcome to the Empower Moms podcast with Alex and Chantel. Hi. <laughs> uh, today we are here with Michelle Laidlaw, who is owner and founder of Vitality Health and Fitness in the beautiful town of St. Mary's, Ontario, where we are today. We're in the Flour Mill Cottage, right above the Flour Mill on Queen Street, Main Street and Water Street. And we're excited to have you today. Thank you. What a beautiful space to work mm -hmm, in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is. It really is a beautiful space. It is. If you guys want to rent it, go on Airbnb. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say but before we start <laughs> my, that Chantel has lost her voice. It's still there. You can hear me, can't you? <laughs> you can it's hear not her, all but it's, the way. Not, it's not her regular beautiful voice. Oh, but it really is me, in case you're wondering. Alex did not find a replacement. No. She better not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Um, yeah, so you probably just walked here, didn't you? Or did I you drive today? Because I okay. have to get back home to pick kids up for dance. So, okay. okay. On a timeline. I like to think I'm going to walk into the downtown because I just live up the street. Um, but there's many days that I'm coming from somewhere other than home or leaving to go to somewhere other than home on the way home. Mm -hmm. So I never, I not don't never. I try to walk as much as I possibly can, but mm -hmm. it's not as much as I anticipated. Yeah. Do when own I thought a about where I work place. So you <laughs> should have probably said that I know. you walk. <laughs> It's the reality. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. I yeah. literally, my children's bus stop is at the bottom of our hill, which we could walk in less than two minutes. And I drive every time just because I have other kids. So yeah. hugging them in the back is way yeah. easier than walking them down. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Totally yeah. get it. And we do the same too. Like we yeah. have a super, super long driveway yeah. and it takes probably five minutes to walk to the end of the driveway. Uh, and for the bus, we usually drive the kids <laughs> down. <laughs> but like winter Those time. Five minutes are valuable in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been trying on the nice days to walk down with Minnie, our dog, yeah. Oh, yeah. because she loves it. And then we throw the ball for her while we wait for the bus. And yeah. Is yeah. she good when the bus comes? Sorry, a little yes. off topic. Yeah, kids. she's good when the bus comes. Good. She sits there. Um, yeah. So we'll get into talking about you, not yes. dogs. And <laughs> it's not about us today. <laughs> no. But we wanted to have you on the show because you're just, you're out there. Like you're a really, in my eyes, you're a really influential figure in downtown St. Mary's. You have the only, um, the only privately owned gym right well, kind of, yes, because the other one is leaving. Yeah. Um, so you have the only privately owned gym and you have uh, a very women focused mm -hmm. um, group that comes. And I was lucky enough to kind of uh, be at your gym in the first year that yep. you've opened and yep. and see what it's all about and see new people come in. And yep. um, can you tell us a little bit what um, I guess the second part of that, sorry, it, the reason I wanted to invite you, we wanted to invite you was because this is not what you always thought you would be doing. <laughs> no. <laughs> and you actually, like me, used to be a phys ed teacher yeah. in high schools, right? Yeah. 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 For yeah. at-risk youth. And so did I. And yeah. I think that's just a really cool commonality yeah, between for us. Sure. For people that don't know, like me, what is 
at-risk youth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I worked in Hamilton for 11 years with the Hamilton Wentworth District School Board, uh, primarily in secondary at a few different high schools, mostly with at-risk youth, not primarily with at-risk youth, but most of my time in those 11 years was with at-risk youth. So at-risk youth um, are youth that would be described as at risk for um, not obtaining credits in high school um, and or dropping out of high school for a variety of reasons. Um, So one of my biggest things with working with them was um, I was really passionate about getting them moving um, and making sure that their mental health was supported through movement. Um, And so worked a lot with having them move first thing in the day. So as soon as they come into me, the first thing we do is movement because a lot of them are coming from um, tough home lives and that transition from home to school was always rough. Right. Um, but once we got some movement in and then got the day rolling, it seemed to go better. So yeah. Um, yeah, I was a huge advocate for, and then just when things got rough with the at-risk youth, getting them moving again, like movement was huge for keeping them on task, um, helping them obtain credits. And It's amazing that it even falls back into children of that age, mm-hmm. because I think for adults, working out and movement is the number one way for people to release stress mm-hmm. or mental health or yeah. stay to track on something. So it should start that young. So yeah. that's really cool that you had that kind of experience and now it's branched out into yeah. this. Yeah. 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 The passion has always been movement. Yeah. Uh, in different areas and different approaches, but always just kind of more people moving has always mm-hmm. been regardless of what um, sort of career or part of my life I'm in. That's always kind of been the, mm-hmm. the, the, commonality between Mm -hmm. them all yeah so it didn't it wasn't necessarily about teaching like you didn't it wasn't that you went into teaching for teaching you went in because you loved I don't know um bringing movement to other people and teaching that from a young age yeah for sure Mm -hmm. um yeah so I went to Brock University and took um health and physical education as my undergrad thinking going into that program that I was actually gonna do so I took first and second year business courses along with as my electives because I thought I was going to come through and be like my my thing was I was going to own a practice of some sort and maybe be like an RMT within that practice but I actually really hated business (laughs) (laughs) I hated the business courses and I kind of fell into some education stuff through some volunteer work that I was doing um, and supporting actually in that time I was supporting kids with disabilities and loved the teaching part of that. And so kind of switched gears partway through university, came out of the business courses and went into like community health sciences stuff in the third Mm -hmm. and fourth year. Um, Yeah. And did a lot of volunteering in schools and um, particularly a school in St. Catharines that supports kids. It's a school and a physio facility in one so they're doing their physio exercises and stuff programming in with their curriculum so um that was where i really kind of fell in love with the teaching part of it Mm -hmm. so i started then went to teachers college and started in um, primary junior 
then went into junior intermediate and eventually made my way up into secondary because it just kept feeling like I'm not quite in the right spot yet. I'm not quite in the right spot. And then when I got into secondary, it felt kind of like home to me. Okay. uh, Working with that age of kids and yeah, did lots of coaching and stuff there too. Yeah. Yeah. So where like has movement always been something you've been in love with, even from a kid, like Mm -hmm. were you always in sports or where does it generate from? Yeah. So it's kind of fun for me to come back to this community and kind of serve in my community that I grew up in as such an active kid. Um, so, the community and movement again because movement was a huge part of what I did as a kid. I played, you know, soccer at a young age. I played women's fastball in St. Mary's until I was in my mid to late 20s. Wow. Um, yeah, I've figure skated. I played OVA volleyball in Stratford. Um, yeah, I was in, played all the school sports I could. Yeah. I was just, yeah, always active and had really great community supporting me around my activity. Um, now, one thing I did feel like I met, was missing as a youth growing up and being active was support outside of my sport. So mm-hmm. always training for my sports, but only training for my sports. So mm. as a fastball pitcher, you know, I've got right shoulder issues because oh. I was never balancing out my body and that kind of thing. So there's a lot of things that I've learned, I think, that I wish I had have known mm-hmm. at a younger age yeah. um, that I hope to kind of continue to pass down to other kids too. And I think it's more, youth are more aware of that now, I think, than, than they were before. Than we yeah. were when that was me. Um, <laughs> but it's something, yeah, that's kind of fun to support too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome. So you grew up in St. Mary's yeah, and then left but came back mm-hmm. to, did you come back here to teach as well? Or <laughs> what, where, where did you go from being a yeah. teacher in Hamilton <laughs> to having your own gym here? So the plan was never really to move back to um, small town St. Mary's, but just different events in our lives kind of brought us back here. Um, no regrets whatsoever. But when we moved um, back, my husband was a teacher as well in Hamilton, and he decided to become an administrator. Um, I had no desire to become an administrator at all. So I was like, you know what, this is a good time for me to transition just back into teaching, which you have to start supply teaching again and right. kind of start at the bottom of the totem pole again. And I was like, I'm okay with this because our kids were young and it gave me a little bit more time at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did actually... The first year we lived here, I had an LTO at a high school in Mitchell in phys ed um, and taught there for the first year. But it always felt like when we moved, there was, I just kind of had in my gut that something else was going to come along, that mm-hmm. there was going to be a change in my career somehow. Yeah. And even when I went into teaching, however many years ago, I always kind of had a sense that it wouldn't be something that I would do forever. And huh. I can't explain why, or like, there was yeah. no reason I loved teaching and I mm-hmm. love that I left it still loving it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just felt like a natural transition to something. So then yeah. when the pandemic hit, um, I had friends asking me if I could run circuits in my driveway uh-huh. <laughs> on Saturday mornings as just a way of like, getting out of the house, moving our bodies, supporting our mental health. Yeah. And then people would walk by and say, how do I get in on this? And other people started joining and then it just kind of evolved <laughs> from okay. there. Okay. So, and with the online teaching, um, it wasn't really my 
my thing to, mm-hmm. especially when movement is my passion. Yes. Um, and you're sitting at yeah. a desk looking yeah. at a computer. It wasn't, it, what, it didn't feel like it suited me. So mm-hmm. just yeah. as a side note, the little movement thing that you did at, our, at the networking yep. um, event. event that yep. we went to, when I don't want to do a workout in the morning, I do that yeah. as I'm walking awesome. to get coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm waiting for the coffee. I do like, I do yeah. those little things. Move, They're great. You right? just move it from head to toe. Yeah. Takes yeah, literally awesome. like under 10 minutes. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I worked out today. Yeah. for you. And yeah. in all movement is always like anything is better than nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. One day is better than none. Two days mm-hmm. is better than one. Like it yeah. just like, yeah, I, that has been a big mindset shift for me um, now that I'm in my 40s and have kids that are growing up is like, I just can't put into it what I used to put into it. Right. And um, that transition to moving towards less is more in my life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want other people to be able to feel comfortable adopting that mindset too. Yeah. That, you know, a lot of people will, I, that I chat with often say they just drop movement movement entirely because mm-hmm. they feel like they don't have space for it because they can't move the way they did in their twenties or before they had kids or whatever. Um, and so I want people to know, like, you know, come and do a strength training session one day a week. It's better than nothing yeah. and you're going to benefit from it. So, yeah. um, trying to, yeah, give people grace mm-hmm. and yeah. know that life is busy and we don't all have time to move. Mm-hmm. five days a week for an hour or more. It's true because unless you have a passion for it, I feel like it is one of those number one things that people just put to the side yeah. when you're busy yeah. where we really should be prioritizing it just like food. Yeah. Like food is another thing where I'll just pick something up along the way. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't have time to cook. I'll cook for my kids yeah. and then yeah. head out the yeah. door and go buy something. And we'll prioritize our kids' movement and activities. Yes, yeah. but not yeah. our own. Yeah. It's silly, right. but it's a good point yeah. that yeah. you mentioned because I think it's really important yeah. for everyone, like not just moms, because I think yeah. I think yes. they're probably one of the first ones that do tend to drop yeah. what they need for themselves. Yeah. Um, but for everyone, like I think it's super important, like, like even if it is that 10-minute thing in the yeah. morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. For you. So driveway and uh, garage workouts yeah. <laughs> lasted for like a year, two? Two years, almost two full years. That Yeah. So driveway, then we were building a new house and um, the plan wasn't to run a business out of it. But um, as, we were, <laughs> as we were building the house, I said to my husband, like, I think I just want to make the garage a studio. He was thinking more like man cave for the garage. And then I kind of like snatch that from him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, yeah, I think I want to make like a, a studio in the garage and just kind of see if I can make this work. It felt like lower risk, but figuring yeah. things out in the meantime, mm-hmm. it was also convenient because our kids were learning online at that time. Yeah. Um, yes. So they were in the house and I was able to kind of manage both. Um, but yeah, quickly outgrew that and quickly needed to separate business from home life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I kind of knew when I wanted to do that, that I didn't want to rent a space. I wanted to be in the downtown cause I live close by. Mm-hmm. Um, it's accessible for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't looking to rent space mostly cause I thought I had had some health issues when I was in my teaching career that I had to go off work for. And I thought if that ever happened again in teaching, you get 
good compensation for yeah. that. But I thought if I'm running my own business and I physically and <laughs> I'm unable to do this, I need something to fall back on. So mm -hmm. uh, we were looking at purchasing a building and I wasn't going to move from our house at the studio there until <laughs> I could purchase something that made sense um, and something came up. So then came the big transition. Yes, <laughs> yeah. like divine intervention yes. like magically came up. Yeah. Can we go back quickly to mm -hmm. um, realizing that you had to separate home life mm -hmm. from business yeah. life? Like talk about that a little bit. Like what was the struggle in that? Um, well, I mean, uh, thankfully our neighbors were very understanding mm -hmm. with parking situations mm -hmm. and stuff out, out front of our house. We do have a large driveway. So a lot of people will get into the driveway, but there was definitely, um, some scattering on the street, which was not ideal. Um, but it worked for the time being, but also then the kids went back to school. Right. Um, and you know, it's still, people were using our our home washroom. Oh, okay. Um, so it's like always having our space open to other people. And like I said, it yeah, just grab a water from the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> or, and that's like filling their water bottles at our fridge <laughs> in yeah. our kitchen. And I'm like, oh, yeah, my husband's in there. Just like say hi on your way in. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was just, it was time to separate them. But also, uh, it helps me to pr like prioritize my work time. Yeah. And then when I'm home, it's my home time. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't always do good at that, mm -hmm. but I try to do as best I can with when I'm home. Now I'm home. And when I'm at work, I'm at work. So it kind of separates physically, but also mentally the two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's hard to separate. It is. I think that's, it's tough even in real estate with us because yeah. we get emails, we get calls, we get texts on the off hours right. if there's such thing in real yeah. estate. Yeah. But you can make your own hours and I think it is important that you do separate it for a bit, even yeah. if it is a solid two hours when you get home and you give yes. that attention to your yes. kids if you have them, yeah. then mm -hmm. it makes all the difference. But it is a bit of a head game. Like now my kids are not in my house and they used to be, but I have an office in the office and working from home, I want to do all my house things. Yes. <laughs> Instead of focus yeah. on work, yes. if I go to the office, I'm yeah. like on for office. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right? So there's totally a difference. Yeah. yeah. I even notice because I'll have some office hours days where I'll say, oh, I'll just work from my office at home. Right. And I get going and I'm like, I have to go downtown to my office because I see the laundry or I yeah. see things that, and I'm like picking away at other things. And then I'm like, no, I just need to focus just on work and yeah. then I'll come home and focus on those ta tasks. Yeah. Um, cause you just see them. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. yeah. So they're in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any fear transitioning from teaching online to doing this driveway business? <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, teaching is a great career. Yeah. It, like, you know, especially with kids, it's, you know, you have lots of weekends are off. Your holidays are off. You've got summers off. Um, you make, you know, a steady paycheck, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> a consistent paycheck, which was a big transition for me to go to unknown, um, paychecks, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, it was, there was a lot of fear 
And there, it's this roller coaster, I think, that I ride constantly where I'm like, okay, we're good. This is all great. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, um, the nice thing the I think that I have to always remember and fall back on is that I still have a teaching certificate. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that is still a part of what I have. I still have those skills. Mm-hmm. Um, if I wanted to go back to teaching one day, I would. Yeah, so I mean, you I don't still anticipate that happening, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's something that when I get that fear in me of like, what have I done? <laughs> Is this the right thing? I'm like, if I wanted or needed to, mm-hmm. I have, I still have those skills. I still have that totally. certific- yeah. Yeah, certification. Yeah. And, yeah. But I think when you lead with the passion that you have, because there's a lot of passion behind that and you, you, it's evident that you want to bring that out to other people mm-hmm. and you put yourself out there too, to network and collaborate. Like you were mm-hmm. open to chatting with us about, <laughs> um, about having a networking group. Yeah. And, um, that's really exciting. And I think that's where the business side of things comes mm-hmm. in. And I think when you focus on that passion and, finding ways to work with other people, then you will find that success Mm -hmm. consistently, more consistently Mm -hmm. as time goes on. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like there's natural momentum happening. Mm -hmm. So for me that it just makes me feel like I'm in the right place and doing the right thing. Like now that I, now that I have the momentum and I'm kind of there and I feel more confident with what I'm doing in terms of business, the business aspect of it. Um, yeah, there's just good momentum happening and it's, it makes me feel like, yeah, I'm in the right place doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So that's, that is easier to carry through with when Mm -hmm. you feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's definitely moments of fear (laughs) Uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I more, more and more time is spent feeling like I just have good momentum and things are yeah, mm-hmm. feeling better and better. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think the more you get into the lower parts of a wave is when you learn how to stay out totally. of them. Totally. Like it's the experience of the waves that you're like, yeah. I've been in a wave before. It's yeah. fine. We'll get back out. Yeah. Like, And yeah. notice in your life that when you're in those lower moments, something else is happening to you that you wouldn't have been able yeah. to take on the load anyways. Yes. Right? Yes. Like I feel like it is, like you were yeah. saying, just the way the universe works totally. and it's meant to for what's happening in your life right now. Yeah. So even though you hurt a little bit financially, maybe in those times, once it comes back, you'll be like tenfold. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I always say moments of challenge are always, and now I'm programmed to remember this when I'm in a moment of challenge, that it's an opportunity for growth. Yes. Right. I guess yes. growth is going to happen on the other side of where whatever that is. And it's that moment of challenge is there to teach you something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and usually you come out the other side even better. So yeah. um, recognizing that to stop and pause and breathe and not panic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, ride that wave and yeah. go, why is this here? What is it teaching me? What do I need to do? Yeah. And knowing that like you are constantly pivoting and adjusting and yeah. that's just how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're in those moments of challenge, and hopefully they just stay as moments. Yeah. But when <laughs> when they last longer than you anticipate and you have done the breathing and you have the, done the reflection and still it's a, a question of what is this trying to teach me? How, how can I move on from this? Then you need the people to help get you through mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Right? Like what what and who gets you through those times or has gotten you through those times? 
Well, I have some really great staff that work for me right now. I've got three women who uh, share the space with me, but also um, I've branched out and started collaborating with people in other wellness fields. So uh, there's a registered dietitian that's working with me right now. She comes into the space. She works, uh, has a practice in London. Her name's Jenna Zyka from Intuition Nutrition, and she comes in and works once a month. And even just having her in the space, we typically, when she comes out once a month, we sit down and have coffee for an hour and we chat about our challenges and Mm -hmm. things. Um, She's very much kind of on her own in her practice too. Um, and it's a good chance to kind of talk about our challenges, how we've overcome them. We try to provide each other with feedback on things that worked or didn't work. Um, and a lot of it comes down to the last time we met, we talked a lot about just like organizational pieces, um, yeah, like little things. How do you track your meetings and, and make sure it's all in your schedule and calendar and balanced with everything else that you have to do. Right. Yes. Um, my husband is also awesome. He has supported this, um, from the beginning and continues to, and like, there's many times I say to him, like, are you still on board here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because when you were, um, when you gave back your notes to us, you said, um, in there a few times you were referring to we, we, yeah, yeah. and so this is a, ven- a venture with your husband, I'm for guessing. Sure. For and sure. Yeah. So you bought the building together and yeah. you have two apartments upstairs too, that yeah. you're finishing Under construction right? right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, um, on the market in May, Okay. May, June. Um, right. yeah. So yeah, that is an us thing for sure. The purchase of the building and taking that on as a renovation and an investment property. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, even just in terms of the business and stuff, he just kind of trusts me <laughs> somehow. He's like, I just know you're the type of personality you're going to make this work. Um, do you trust yourself? <laughs> Not always. <laughs> there was question uh, in your voice. When... <laughs> yeah. No, I, I do. I know that I'm a personality that, um, you know, if I want this badly enough, and if I feel like it is what I'm supposed to be doing, it I will make it happen. Mm-hmm. It's the how um, that comes into place yeah. sometimes. I don't know how, but yeah. it will happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I've asked him many times, are you still on board with this? Is everything still feeling okay for you? Because I mean, there's some sacrifice for him there too, in terms of like, I've sacrificed my income <laughs> and yeah. stuff too. So, um, yeah. And he has his own goals that he's working towards as well right. uh, in his own career. And so it's balancing like that both of us get to still move forward and yeah, and not just one is kind of taking over and the other mm-hmm. sits on the sidelines and watches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, making sure that we're both moving forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you um, balance mom life with running your business? Like what, what do do you, (laughs) do you, how do what do your days look like and Mm. activities and weekends? Because yeah, gyms are usually open on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I have that figured out to be honest. I feel like I'm still just flying by the seat of my pants in terms of, um, balancing those two things. And it's just, 
every day kind of looks different. But uh, when I first started, I was working a lot of early mornings, evenings, and weekends. Um, now that I have uh, three staff that, and trainers that work for me, um, I'm not I will work an evening once in a while. I work a weekend once in a while and I'm able to kind of balance that out a little bit better um, because my kids are really busy with activities and evenings and weekends mm -hmm. and um, it makes it hard for me to uh, be in my business space at those times. Yes. So thankfully I have, yeah, some great trainers that are working for me and want to take on those times and are passionate about movement like I am and do a great job and I feel confident leaving it with that them. over to them um which is nice because I w wondered at one point in time if I would ever feel comfortable handing yes. that over yeah um but yeah they've done an awesome job and you know bring different energy and flair which is and knowledge to the table too which is awesome yeah yeah um but yeah, we, we fly by the seat of our pants. Some mornings, <laughs> some mornings I'm teaching from six to eight in the morning and then I go home and get the kids on the bus and then come back down to the studio for nine 30 and I'm there until they get off the bus. And then we're out the door for like tonight, I'll take them over to Stratford to dance and then I'll come back and teach a class. And then, oh wow. Either my husband will go pick them up or I fly back over and pick them up. So it's, and every day just looks different. Yes. Yeah. It's just, it's we a look, lot of juggling. We, it's a lot of organization. We have a weekly schedule on our fridge and I write out who's doing pickup and who's doing drop off for all of our activities when I'm in class, when my husband has meetings and different things and we just go by the schedule. Everyone look at the schedule. Yes, <laughs> I try. I try to do that. My husband doesn't follow it very well, even though it sends notifications to his cellular yeah. device. And then he'll be like, oh, what's going on today? Did you check the schedule? I put it in the schedule. Yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't look. Well, there is a reason we make one. So yeah. we follow task, you know? Yeah. So yeah, but I think it's really important. Put it all in one place, especially yeah. if you're multiple yeah. people. Mm -hmm. to be yeah. Similar and we things. have a lot of, like my parents are around, um, they support us a lot. Also like, um, you know, for th the girls dance, for example, there's a group of us moms that we do a lot of carpooling and we just kind of go week by week of figuring out who can drive there and who can drive from. So it takes a village. It's the only <laughs> way it's possible. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You yeah. can't think that you can do it all on your own. So no, I really yeah. believed that at one point. Yeah. Yeah. I think I can do everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you can't No, and it's okay to ask for yeah. help. It actually yeah. really is. Yeah. yeah. Feels good. Once you have it, yeah. once you hand your, your things over, yeah. whether it is about your kids, for me, it's finding someone to care for my kids was the hardest yeah. part of it. Yeah. What do you mean? Mm -hmm. I can't work and watch them at yeah. the same time. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. okay to separate it. It's better. Yeah. Yes. They appreciate it more. Too. Yes. Chantal yeah. and I have a hard time handing things over too. Mm -hmm. Like we have two part-time assistants who do different things. Yeah. They are amazing. And they're amazing. We love them. They're great. They just jump on. And even um, today. <laughs> today, our front desk staff, she just jumps oh, yeah. on and she is for our whole brokerage. Yeah. But a lot of the time we, we pile things on ourselves, and then we don't want to give it up because mm -hmm. we don't, we can't trust that it'll be done how we want it done and or as fast or as efficiently it's really the envision like to explain the vision that 
yes. we have for it. Like we yes. just want to do it because we think we can do it quickly, yeah. even though we have 101 things yeah. also that we need to get done. Yeah. But I think like you need to, to be able to leverage yourself, your business and grow, you yeah. need to have those yeah. people working yeah. with yeah. you and for you. Yes. Or else you'd never like go further. No. Yeah. yeah. No. And even just for like, I had hurt my back at one point in time. Um, I and, was there for that. Oh, oh that was awful. Oh, no. <laughs> and, but those things are going to happen. Like that's yeah. life. And when I'm physically incapable of being in the space, I need someone mm-hmm. yeah. who can be, I can't just shut my business down for no. however long that will be. So yeah, it's been important to bring other people on board. Um, but I think what I've learned from doing that too, is that you have to pull from a place of passion. Yeah. It can't be a place of, um, you know, making money on the side or anything like that. I want them to be just equally as passionate about the message that I'm trying to send yes. through my business as I am. And that has kind of really been the main, main piece of who I've brought in and why. And that kind yeah. Of, yeah, that was the yeah. exact same for us too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We, we didn't know we aligned so well until <laughs> until we talked and realized yeah. we aligned so well. Yeah. It's a bit creepy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not to like, yeah. not to be mean about it, but like, it was just, it's weird still. Like yeah. on a daily basis, like she'll wear a color and I'll wear the same color. Yeah. Our hair will be the same. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Just those the weird things too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I think I didn't realize how much I needed to partner up. Yeah. As I did when she even came yeah. to the idea, and I was yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's and good I, to have someone to talk through things 100%. with, even just like not be the only mind on a matter, and yes. have someone else to yeah think through day to day stuff with. Yeah. 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 So yeah. is that Jenna for you, or is that um, uh, your staff too? Yeah, staff too. I'm. I wish this that with my staff we. And we're trying now to make sure we spend more time together in the space because because their time in is usually my time out. We don't always cross paths. We're constantly, I mean, texting with each other and emailing information and whatever, like communication is happening, but being physically together is not always happening. So we're trying to make that more of a priority because we actually really enjoy hanging, just hanging out out and talking about stuff. Mm -hmm. but yeah, trying to make that more of a priority because just the way the business works when they're teaching is usually when I have to be out because I'm with my kids mm-hmm. somewhere or whatever. So we don't always cross paths. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we just try and keep that open communication and mm-hmm. yeah. How did you find them? Like, how did you, um, and did it take a while to yeah. choose them? Um, yeah. So I have to think back now. Um, Carol Ann Deneef, who teaches the yoga Pilates for me, she actually was the first person I hired initially and had come to me uh, wanting a space to teach Pilates in. Um, and then she she did take some time out of the studio um, and now is back again. Because, um, I mean, the reality of the people that I have in working in my space is that they have nine to five jobs that are demanding as Um, well. And so this is, it really is just like a side passion project for them. So you only have so much time to give to that and energy to give to that when you have a demanding nine to five. So I try to be um, mindful of that too. 
Um, and then I had just, um, I guess, posted something about looking for a trainer and Leah Raynan reached out with a resume and said, you know, I'm interested in coming and doing some personal training stuff. And so she does primarily personal training. She also does some nutrition coaching and that kind of thing. Uh, and then she teaches dance fit now too. So she came to me a little while ago. She came to me a little while ago and said like, would you ever consider putting dance fit on the schedule? I was like, if you're going to teach it, yes. Like, awesome, bring it to the table because I that will not be something that I put on the schedule. I'm open to coming and having fun in a class, but I was like, you won't catch me teaching dance fit. Um, but it's awesome because it's brought in different clients that mm. like different types of movement. And that's kind of my goal right now is really diversifying the type of movement that um, – providing people with variety because different Mm -hmm. people like to move in different ways. And really the end goal is movement. Um, so yeah, she's doing that. And then I did have another girl cat that was working for me. She has gone to Ottawa now to be a firefighter. So she was amazing as well. Um, and then now I have Alyssa Hyde and she works, uh, she teaches classes. She is actually a recreation therapist. Um, in her nine to five, which I love because she brings a really creative, um, approach to movement. Mm -hmm. She is really good at identifying, um, you know, fixing the way that people move in terms of seeing inconsistencies or, uh, that kind of thing. So her background with rec therapy really is helpful with that. She's really creative with how she approaches it. So she, and loves, she enjoys working with, um, like with doing low impact resistance training yeah. stuff. So stuff that would be accessible for anyone. Yeah. Um, which is great, but yeah. So she's, awesome. she's there doing that. So we all kind of have our own little pockets of passion that we bring to each of the classes that we teach. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Yeah. How come? So I touched on it before, um, that you draw in a lot of women. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do. And, why is that? Like, I, I wonder why, like a gym that I used to belong to in London when I lived in London, um, they, I would go to their 5am, 6am classes and it was pretty much women as well. But then men would come in throughout the day. Is it the class structure? Like women like to have that community and, and be working out with other women or like, what have, what have you found? Do you, have you had any feedback Um, around that? Yeah. Well, I'm still kind of trying to figure out why that is, um, because it wasn't intentional to be that way. It just has kind of happened. I do have some men now that come to classes, um, and they feel very comfortable there as far as they've given me feedback (laughs) for anyways. Um, but yeah, it, it is primarily women. I think part of it is probably my approach to movement in the sense that I'm really trying to create this mindset shift of like, your workouts don't have to be all out all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I want people to charge their battery and not drain it with their workouts. Yeah. So feel energized after and throughout the rest of the day rather than feeling, leaving themselves burnt out. And I feel like a lot of women relate to that. Yeah. I say stuff like that to them. They're like, yes, <laughs> like that's, I've been working out and I stopped because I just feel like it was burning me out. Yeah. And so my approach is a little bit more, um, 
giving grace, I guess, is what I like to say. Um, And trying to mindset shift to like, it's how you feel uh, day to day. Mm -hmm. So it might look really different one day to the next in terms Mm -hmm. of what sleep you had the night before, what kind of nutrition you have had the previous day or that day even, um, your stress level. And so we talk a lot about that, about how a workout looks different. If you're coming in on a 10 out of 10 stress scale, your workout is going to look a lot different than if you came in last week on a three out of 10 stress scale. Yeah, It's going to feel different. It's going to look different. And you don't want to push that boundary to putting yourself into that, like burning yourself out. Right. Yeah. So take a load off on the day that you're a 10 out of 10 and take it easy a little bit and feel good when you leave. Mm-hmm. And See, that's kind of like, the goal. I feel like when people are at a 10 out of 10, that's when they want to go to the gym and be a 10 out of 10 workout yes. to like <laughs> yes. get all their anger out. Yes. So you're saying it's probably better to scale back so you don't hurt yourself in a sense, Correct. would you say? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. honestly, I always wondered that because I feel like you couldn't do that on a normal day. Like how – I mean, you find it within you, especially if you've got some anger related yes. to it or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. if you have that energy in you and it feels good, yes, then that's do different. It. Do okay. it. Yeah. If you doesn't feel good, and that's, yeah, that's a big mindset shift that I'm trying to get women to, is like, it's a feel. Yes. Feel I, out your workout. Mm-hmm. Feel, be mindful of how you feel when you come in. Be mindful of how you feel when you go out right. and be mindful of how you're feeling throughout your workout too. Because mm-hmm. um, I think we've all been taught to just like go hard all the time. Right. There's no other, there's no other way. Right. We mm-hmm. approach it as we come in, we work as hard as we possibly can every single time and then we leave. Which if you're training for an event, totally different. Right. Yes. That's kind of has to be your, not always, but it's a different approach. For me, I see myself as training people for life and longevity. And if that's the goal, then you need to come in and work with how you're feeling that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And we work a lot with women's hormones, um, which I think is another reason, reason yeah. that um, I attract women into the space. Cause a lot of people will then go out of the studio and talk to other women about like, yeah, I work with the phases of my cycle and they start talking to women about that and they're like, what? I love how you do that. I have, I had never heard that before until <laughs> I walked into your gym and you explained that. And again, it goes back to giving, giving grace yeah. that if we're feeling crappy yeah. because of our cycle, then we don't, we don't need to still go all out. Yeah, we right? can just scale yeah. it back a little bit. And our body is telling us that when you're feeling like that, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's just, it's all about being mindful and listening to our bodies. Um, yeah. So I have a chart at the back of the studio where when people hang their coats up, they look at the chart and it's got the different phases of the cycle and the suggestions for. And not the moon cycle people. No. <laughs> <laughs> However, women in menopause that don't have a cycle follow the phases of the moon. Do they yes. really? Yes. Interesting. So that's, oh my gosh. I yeah. had no idea. So you yeah. do have that up too? Yes. So the phases of the moon are on the chart as well. Um, and it's just, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's, that's true. So funny. Uh, and it's funny. a wild thing. If you start reading about it, it's quite a rabbit hole to go down. But, um, and like, there's a lot of data out there that would suggest that it doesn't matter that mm. women can work equally as hard during their different phases of their cycle. But if you look at those studies, a lot of them are talking about like the 
the numbers that women have produced, right? Not how they feel, right? Yeah. It has nothing about how they felt, and it has nothing about how their bodies recovered after mm. either. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a kind of a controversial thing. But what I find is that a lot of women, when they come in and start working with that chart, are like, "Oh my gosh, I'm able to be so much more consistent. I feel so much better." Because other times in, I call them your slow and low phases. So mm-hmm. in the, um, your flow cycle and your slow and low phase, you're going to come in, you're just going to lift a little bit lighter, move a little bit slower, but still move. Yeah. And a lot of them would say, you know, I'd either go too hard and just feel drained for the rest of the day, yeah. or I just don't work out at all. Mm-hmm. I just skip my workout because yeah. I'm like, I know I can't do that workout right now. I yeah. don't feel like doing, I don't want to do that workout right now. And so they just skip their workout entirely. Completely. Um, where this is kind of just giving you grace. Come in and move, just move differently. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And keep that consistency that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Is your because I've never been there, is yeah. is your gym available for people just to go into their own workout or is it only classes? It's only classes right now. Okay. Um, yeah. So we do small group fitness and then um personal training too. So we do work one-to-one with a number of clients as well. Um, and some people like to start doing personal training at the beginning and Mm -hmm. do, you know, they'll buy a 10 class or 10 personal training sessions Mm -hmm. and then just get comfortable with the movement patterns and where they should kind of be starting. Um, but I also offer like a one-to-one intake before people start in classes. And I really, really highly suggest that people do that one-to-one intake before I found before I started doing the one-to-one intake, I was kind of playing catch up with clients in terms of like, Oh, my knee bothers me when I squat or my Mm. hips bother me when I lunge. And I was kind of playing catch up weeks into them starting. Whereas now when I sit down one-to-one with them, I can kind of get that information and then we do some movement together. So I have them squat and what feels good, what doesn't. We play around with a squat a little bit with elevating the heels, with banding the legs, um, different things. We play around with different movement and go, which one of these versions feels the best for you? Because all of these versions are going to help help Mm -hmm. you build strength Mm -hmm. in these functional movement patterns. So let's figure out what one feels best and go from there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I also just get information on yeah, where their stress levels are in their life, where their nutrition is at, where their sleep, how they sleep, because all those things are going to impact how they walk into the space every yeah. time. It's um, very holistic. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the big picture. Mm-hmm. And then it, and then you tie that in with the nutritionist, dietitian, yes. yep. RMT. Yep. yep. Yeah. I've got lots of... <laughs> That's really cool. No, lots it is. of, um, yeah, different modalities that I feel confident referring to and mm-hmm. they refer back to me. Right. Um, yeah, it works. It works Would you well. say food is a big, large part in it all? It is. And I try to make it very well known that I'm not a weight loss program. That's not what I'm there for. Um, I'm there for functional movement, for training mm-hmm. for life and longevity. Mm-hmm. But if weight loss is something that people are looking for, I usually recommend the registered dietitian. Um, What I love about working with a registered dietitian is that she, her services are covered um, by most benefits packages. So it makes it accessible for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, She also has just a really refreshing approach to nutrition um, that I think is wonderful. So it fits nicely with the, my sort of mindset shift. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Working with how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, 
your the t- like the name of your gym ties yeah. back in with all of this yes. yeah and is that's why you chose it i'm guessing yeah. like what what came to mind when you chose vitality so vitality means the meaning behind the word vitality is that it's a sense of aliveness um in both the physical and the mental sense mm-hmm. um and it's this sense of energy and just feeling alive and that's what i want for my clients. Um, I want them to feel like they can participate in their lives and do the things that they want to do. So I'll often say to them, you might not like everything you do in here with me. In fact, you may not like any of it, but I hope that what you benefit from doing in here helps you do the things you love outside of here. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of my, you know, if you love hiking, if you love cycling, if you love, playing pickleball, whatever it is, I want you to continue to be able to do whatever it is that you love and that mm-hmm. your body's not going to be the thing that stops you from right. participating in your life and doing the things that you love. Yes. I just yeah. have to say, I love your, um, the whole idea around your space and what you're doing for other people. Cause I don't think any other gym is quite like that. They are very much like, come here gain muscle, lose weight, do whatever. And you need to be on all the time or that's, and that's why people's mindset is it's a struggle to go to the gym Mm -hmm. because I have to go hard all the time. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a beautiful way to look at movement and gain people, like get people back into it and know that you can have a love for it because you only do what you can do and it doesn't matter what you have going in your life it still could be something that can help you get through it yeah Mm -hmm. and like don't be scared of it yeah and i think that's amazing yeah that's a big i and a big part of why i started with the one-on-one too i really don't want people to feel intimidated coming into the space i think i think that's a big part of it too yeah, yeah i think movement spaces can be really intimidating especially for people that have not done it all their lives. Um, I often hear in my one-to-ones, I've been thinking about doing this for a year now, or I've been thinking about doing this for, this has been on my, on my daily task list to contact you for six months now. Mm -hmm. And I wish I had have done this when I thought about it Mm -hmm. because I don't know what I was intimidated about. So I'm really trying to like figure out how I eliminate that intimidation factor and get people in when they start thinking about it because Mm -hmm. Um, obviously they're going to, I mean, now is better than never. Right. But, um, it's still, I'd like to get people in when they're start that thought process, but also sometimes people have to come when they're ready to, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. And when their lives allow it. Um, but also, yeah, my approach is one that I want them to adopt forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not just for a 12 week fix or a 30 day fix or I almost feel like you should do little like classes on it or something on just like what the meaning of your place is and what you offer even if it's like a 10 minute thing to go to certain yeah like just the main strip even and talk to people you they work with or even what you spoke at that networking thing because I think you would change people's mindsets really quick and I think the more people that come to your place it'll be word of mouth and Mm -hmm. it'll be out there Mm -hmm. but I think I think that's amazing and more people should know that yeah you've recently opened your gym in the lunch hours to Mm -hmm. other like neighboring businesses haven't Mm -hmm. you yeah Mm -hmm. it's actually the most popular time frame of the day which I never would have thought initially when 
So I had a client come to me wanting personal training sessions on her lunch. And she just kind of said to me, you know, like if, if there's someone else that would be interested in joining me, I'd love like the social part of, of moving with other people too. And I was like, well, let's put it out there and we'll just see what happens. And now I often, my noon classes are waitlisted. And I went from having two a week to three a week to four a week. Wow. Um, so, and probably could have five. I'm actually opening in March some 9.30 time slots because some of those noon hour people could come at 9.30. So it'll hopefully split them up and, and open up some time at noon. But yeah, it's, and it's a lot of people that are working from home. Oh, okay. yeah, um, makes sense. Either work in the downtown core or are working from home and just want to get out of their house mm-hmm. and move their bodies because they're sitting at a desk all day. Totally. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's kind of where that class has evolved mm-hmm. from. And I never would have suspected that when I first started. No, no. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Have you thought about everything that you have done with your business and shifting from teaching to running your own business, opening your own gym? Have you thought about what that looks like to your girls? and how, <laughs> how they see you and what they're learning from you in all of that. I don't know how much memory they have of me as a teacher, to be honest, <laughs> Okay, okay. because they were pretty little. Um, they were <clears throat> three and five when we moved to St. Mary's um, from Hamilton. They do remember me. I think just sometimes I'm like, remember mommy was a teacher. <laughs> I have to remind, oh yeah, you were yes. a teacher at one point. Um, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> how they view it. I know, you know, when I ask them, like, what do you think mommy does? Um, often they'll say, you help people get strong and build confidence and, and yeah, be, be braver. And, you know, so I'm like, okay, good. Like, you know, I I don't want them to be saying things like, I think you help people lose weight or like, you know, yeah. (laughs) So I'm glad that they see that that's my message and that they, Mm -hmm somehow pick that piece up. Mm-hmm. Um, my oldest daughter just turned 11 this weekend and she had a birthday party and all of her friends are like, when are you going to run a strong girls program for us? We want to come and get strong. So <laughs> I was going to ask if you were going to run something like yeah. that for younger kids. Yeah. So it's in the making right now. Um, yeah. Leah is actually going to take that project on. Nice. Um, she loves working with youth and has done some uh, work with teenagers and stuff in our space in the past. Um, but yes, hopefully in March, we're going to run four sessions for grades five to eight and four sessions for grade nine to 12. Nice. And just like yeah, we're calling it strong girls and we oh, just I love that. Yeah. Want them to come into the space. We're going to talk to them a lot about that mindset shift of why we move our bodies. We don't move our bodies to get smaller. We move our bodies to build strength and get bigger and better and just teach them the functional movements, some foundational movements, how to properly squat and how that should feel in our body. And, um, yeah. Seeing kids squat is so funny. It's almost as funny oh. as seeing them do push-ups. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> my boys have learned how to do push-ups right now too, and it's—I don't want to look at that anymore. Yeah. I'll wait a little longer. Oh my gosh! Really- but the squats, like I've seen, I see them on their yeah. toes, and yeah. then they're just like, I don't yeah. know, I'm trying to like explain how to do it, and I feel like it's like teaching a robot how yeah. to move their joints. Well. 
And it's interesting just from having younger kids in the space the other times too, they always come in and they lip, they try to pick up the heaviest dumbbell that's there. <laughs> that's their first shot. They look and they're like, that's the heaviest one. I'm going for it. <laughs> and it's like, let's not start there. Let's, we're going to build up to that. Oh, I can lift this. How many times can you lift it? Right. So like just teaching them what's appropriate and hopefully not injuring yeah. themselves. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, so yeah. cool. So that's coming. That's amazing. It's making right now. That is That's amazing. amazing. Well, we are running out of time, but I have um, I have an, one more question. I don't know if you have any more questions, but I have one more question yeah. for you. Um, what do you like to do for fun? And what do you do just to chill out and de-stress yourself, whether it's yeah. on your own or with your family? <laughs> I love reading. So I actually have three books on the go right now. So yes. I have... The Girl After um, My Own Heart. <laughs> A fiction story that I like to read before bed to just shut my mind down. Um, and then I have two nonfiction books. One is business-based and then one is health-based. I usually have like a business and a health book. Yeah. What are you reading? on the go. I'm reading a book called Longevity. Ah, yes. Um, by Dr. Peter Atia. Okay. Um, and I have already based a lot of the movement approaches in the studio off of his Kind of learnings because he approaches movement in terms of longevity amazing mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. so but now i'm going through the detailed version in his book um it's super interesting um and then i'm reading um one that was gifted to me actually at the fresh idea collective oh, yes um trying to think of what it's called um, big courageous goals. I think it's called, right. It's written by, um, the girl that started Mabel's labels. Oh, oh right. Okay. okay. She sold her business, but then felt to real, Avery, right? Yes. Yeah. And then felt kind of very lost in terms of who she was after she sold the mm -hmm. business and now does like coaching and that kind of stuff. So very it's cool. a good book too. Um, yeah. And so you read and read. Um, I enjoy, I have done a lot of running and stuff in the past. I'm not running right now. Um, I'm a little bit of a fair weather runner. <laughs> <laughs> so this time of year, I don't do a ton of running, but I do do a little bit of running still. Um, if I'm not running, I'm out walking though too. Yeah. What else do I do? I play ladies league volleyball, nice. which I haven't attended as much as I would have liked to this year, <laughs> just because of life and running kids different places. I haven't been as much as I, but I love going and playing sports still. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Whenever I can, I try and get out for some team stuff when I can. That's awesome. <laughs> I think that is awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I think everything you're doing and going to do is incredible. And I think everyone needs to know about it. Mm -hmm. And had I, lived closer in St. Mary's, <laughs> I would have signed up today, obviously. So I'm like, yes, that's what I, yes, that's, I'm intimidated by gyms, like hundred yeah. percent. I don't know what I'm doing and that's yeah. it. And then I go in and everyone's like, knows what they're doing and how many things they're yeah. doing. And I'm like, okay, no, <laughs> right? like, not, not my thing. But if there was something like that, yeah. takes the edge off. I'm like, yeah. okay, other people don't know what they're doing yeah. either. So I feel comfortable. Well, it's funny. I had a client say to one, to a new client in a class one day, go, don't worry. You don't need to be nervous. Michelle's even going to tell you when to breathe. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I just had a giggle to myself. I was like, yeah, yeah you really just can come in and like, 
I want you to be mindful and present in your body, but you can, you don't have to design your workout for yourself. Like, yeah. That's what mm-hmm. there for, so. mm-hmm. I love it. I yeah. think it's great. Yeah. And thank you so much for coming on here today with yeah. us. Thanks for having me. It's we know your fun. time is very valuable. Yes. So we really as appreciate. Is yours. Yeah, as is yours. We really appreciate having you. <laughs> yes. Honestly, mm-hmm. this is amazing. Yeah. So, so awesome. where can um, everyone find you? most information on my website. So it's www.vitalityhealthandfitness.org. Um, schedules are on there, what the different classes look like, um, package options, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. That's as far as I go, (laughs) which is enough to be honest. Um, we'll post it in the show notes so everyone can find you. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks uh, for having me. I really appreciate it. I think it's awesome that you guys are doing this and letting people know what other people are out there doing. Thank you. We want everyone to feel more confident in taking that leap to having their own business and knowing that it is not a straight path. (laughs) It is, it's curvy and uncertain. And I think it's very helpful to hear other people's stories about what um, what it took or, and I guess how their path yeah. weaved as well to get them to I where think they're like at. Like one thing that I've learned to do is trust my gut and my intuition mm-hmm. a little bit more. And it's always kind of been in there. Like there's something else I should be doing or there's something. And I never really knew what that looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just listening to that. Yeah, and that's yeah. what my husband said when I opened my studio. He said, well, we're all here today because my wife, unlike many of us who don't listen to our gut and intuition, <laughs> told it to shut up and just kept moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. such a great lesson. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, this is what happens when you trust your gut and listen mm-hmm. to it and don't tell it to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah that's yeah. awesome. Well, keep listening to your gut. Yes. Please. Yeah. And um, we will do the same. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Thank you again. And um, hopefully we will be able to catch up with you again later. Yeah.